0: Today's sponsor is Audible, with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at audible.com decode. Today's show is also brought to you by FreshBooks, which makes cloud accounting software that is ridiculously easy to use. FreshBooks has completely transformed how 5 million small businesses deal with their day-to-day paperwork. They do everything from invoices to expenses to time tracking. Get a 30-day free trial and start saving time and money at freshbooks.com ask. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Tech Editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, our podcast about consumer tech. Basically, we are all about making technology easier to understand and use. Even when we don't understand it all ourselves. So if you have questions about technology that you've been too embarrassed
1: to ask, please send them in.
0: You know, speak for yourself, Lauren. I know everything. Um, but there are yes, a couple of, of ways to submit your questions. First, you can tweet them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag #TooEmbarrassed. That's two R's and two S's in embarrassed. I think we should just change the name of the podcast to 2R's and 2S's.
2: What
1: do you think? <laughs> hashtag 2R's two two S's. We also have an email address now to embarrassed at recode.net we've gotten some great emails from our readers and listeners over the past couple weeks so keep on sending them in
0: you can find all our past episodes on itunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask and while you're there leave us a review five stars five stars Kara welcome yes. back thank you we what?
1: missed you last week Did and you? now you're there and I'm not and where was I I don't yeah. know where I was somewhere. where were you last week I don't you
0: know. were in Germany no Germany was the week before. Mars? you flew in. I flew in. Anyway, Um, you missed a really
1: great episode last week.
0: Did I? I heard it and and you and Ina and Dieter did just fine without me. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. totally nerded out for a full hour. Actually,
1: we went over an hour Mm -hmm. all about Google hardware. I know that you're sorry that you missed it.
0: I am so sorry. I was, I don't know, I was like doing my nails. I can't remember what it was but (laughs) I'm glad I'm back to keep it real (laughs) among the normal people instead of all the nerd attack that probably occurred last week. Um, But we did decide to keep uh, Rico senior mobile editor Ina Fried around for this week's episode and for a good reason there is yes. crisis happening across the land and it's not just the Trump situation
1: no although I guess to put it in perspective now this doesn't seem like so much
0: of a crisis well it's similar compared to an that. explosion there's an explosion going on there what, yeah Ina, explain why you're here
1: if we're speaking in metaphors maybe Donald Trump yes. is the Samsung Galaxy <laughs> Note 7
2: now come on all these phones are as explosive and likely to injure a few people out of a million
0: oh my god Ina very good well done so ex- so we're talking uh, about batteries. Uh, Lauren, why don't you illuminate the people about what the situation is?
1: Specifically, we're talking about the Samsung Note 7. And that whole saga came to a head earlier this week when Samsung said it was going to stop production of the phone. And Ina has been covering this closely. So we thought we would... Give everybody a rundown of what has been happening uh, with this story, and then later on, we're going to answer a bunch of reader questions about it. Absolutely. So it's let's like, start from the it's beginning. Actually, it's
0: actually let's just—it's really it, we, we make jokes about it, but it's a very serious issue. These are things you keep with you at, with you at all times, and. You know, when these consumer electronics devices go haywire, and it's not just an inconvenience. In this case, it's a possible danger. So we do take it yes, seriously. Yes, you can
1: hurt people. People have been getting burned. Mm-hmm. There have been instances where uh, batteries have exploded on flights, and that is very dangerous. And so we're going to get into all of that. But first, maybe we should back up a little bit and start from the beginning. You know, when did these reports of exploding batteries initially start popping up? I mean, can you give us a timeline of the events over the past couple of months?
2: Sure thing. So we started hearing about the first problems right after this went on sale in August. Um, They were isolated at first, and on September 2nd, Samsung halted sales globally of the first Note 7, the original model. And it wasn't a full recall at that time. It became a recall shortly thereafter. But that's when they started saying, there's a problem with the battery. We're going to replace them. We're building replacements now. We've identified the problem. And then over the last few weeks, they've been in the process of swapping out original models for this supposedly safe replacement model. But shortly after the replacement model started shipping, we also started hearing problems of maybe not quite as many, but still a number of phones that were having problems. This really got widespread attention a couple weeks ago uh, when a Southwest flight had to be canceled because a phone ignited on board and the owner had, you know, very clear evidence that it was a replacement phone. Uh, Our sister site, The Verge, uh, your site, Lauren, uh, you know, talked to that owner. And so it really became clear that it wasn't just the originals having problems. And at that point, things, you know, started to unravel pretty quickly in terms of going from a, a recall and replacement to this is probably the end of the Note And, and also,
0: you've been warned. I've been on several flights recently, mm. because I fly a lot, and you've been moored on every flight about the Samsung. It's like they say it several times.
2: And it's really, I mean, when we start talking about the longer-term damage to the brand, I mean, essentially, and I, I wrote this ahead of, the actual halting of shipments—that they really needed to end the Note Seven and move on—in part because you know every day, every flight is an anti-Samsung commercial. We've never, we've yeah. never had this. Um, you know, and people are likening it to, um, you know, very few companies have sort of been able to rebound from these kinds of things. Remember, Tylenol had a really bad thing with cyanide years and years and years ago, um, and they managed to come back. But, you know, they had a, a more differentiated product, and we'll probably get into this as well. But Samsung isn't the only person out there offering Android phones. so. Uh, they have a less defensible position, which makes it all the more crucial that they uh, work on repairing that brand ASAP.
0: Yeah, so what was the cause of the exploding batteries, uh, according to Samsung?
2: So, initially, Samsung said it had identified the problem, and it was with the battery itself. So, you know, batteries are made by third parties. Uh, companies generally don't make their own batteries um, and then put into the phones, even the phones that are sealed. Uh, you know, the battery is still a separate component generally. Um, in this case, one of Samsung's main suppliers was itself. So Samsung has its own subsidiary. They make many things. They make displays, they make chips, and they make batteries. Samsung never identified themselves specifically as the supplier, but they are one company that makes batteries. Anyway, they said they'd switched suppliers um, and the problem was fixed. It appears the problem wasn't fixed. You know, we're not totally sure at this point, and Samsung hasn't said, was the problem with the replacement unit's second set of faulty batteries did it point to something that was actually a design flaw in the phone itself Um, and we'll also get into this but you know batteries are incredibly complex and combustible components and this has been a problem for the industry and it's only growing as they're trying to pack more and more battery into a tiny tiny space and it's chemistry and physics that it's just it's just hard to do.
1: One of my colleagues at The Verge, Angela Chen, uh, we had worked on a report together last month about the science behind batteries. And she you know, had spoken to an expert who suggested it could have been the fact that the anode and the cathode are supposed to be separated in the battery and that it's usually up to the manufacturers to kind of create this separation. And one possible one suggestion was that maybe in this case they weren't. Have you heard anything like that?
2: You know, I haven't. Again, you know, it, this it is clear that it can't be something that's so widespread. I mean, even though there have been a number of incidents, we are still talking dozens of incidents out of millions of phones. So, you know, it's probably not the most glaringly obvious thing, but it could be something where the tolerances are really small. And so that, You know, if it's just perfect, then you have no problem. But if X happens a little too much or Y, that there's a problem. And it could be something like that. Well, they just have to
0: fix it. I mean, I think most numbers don't care about Y. It's the exploding part that's the problem. Well, yeah.
2: And I mean, at this point, they're not going to fix it. So how
0: do you rate Samsung's transparency and responsiveness to this?
2: I think they got pretty high marks for most people for the early part of the recall. So they came out pretty aggressively on September 2nd and said we're going to stop, we're going to figure out what's wrong. They did not get high marks at that point from the US government because they weren't working with, we have an agency, the US Consumer Product Safety Commission, that's supposed to handle safety related recalls. And the feds were not happy that they seemed to be bypassing them in this. So they later did work with the CPSC. I think they get relatively low marks for how they handled the second set of problems. They didn't provide much information. At first, they said, we don't even know if it's a replacement Note 7. There hasn't been a lot of communication until they pulled it off. Um, you know, even after things like a flight having to be canceled and some pretty compelling evidence, I think, given the severity of the problem and given the fact that they already knew they had a problem the first time around, uh, they weren't terribly transparent. And, um, And there's some evidence that there was some internal emails that show they weren't being as prompt as they could have, and they were trying to delay a little bit. And if that comes out, and there may be more in this, that would be especially damaging.
1: How damaging is the entire thing for Samsung now, which I guess is to ask how important is their mobile lineup, specifically the Note 7, to its the company's profits.
2: So let's talk about the Note 7 first as a part of the mobile business. So the Note 7 isn't their largest volume model, the the smaller size Galaxy S line is. Um, but it is their highest end product. It is their most loyal users when the Note 7 came out. And it came out to really good reviews. Samsung was crowing that Note 7, Note users rather, were its most loyal customers. They're also some of its most profitable. Um, that model is particularly profitable. So some analysts I talk to, you know, think that we're talking $10 billion in revenue and, uh, you know, 2 to $3 billion in lost profits already. This was before the second recall. But there's a lot of profit in these devices in addition to being a significant amount of sales. But that really pales in comparison to their overall mobile business. They're the largest maker of smartphones and mobile phones in the world. And the question is, how big an impact is it going to have on their entire mobile business? It, and it has a
0: bad halo effect. You know, if it's, it could affect other phones, even if it's just the Note 7 and that's dead. It still has a feeling of Samsung phones, aren't they dangerous kind of thing.
2: For sure. I mean, the Samsung phone isn't the lion's share of their business, the Note 7, but it is one of their most profitable products. But the real question is how does it affect the rest of their mobile line? And, you know, consumers don't necessarily go, oh, this isn't the one that explodes. Like, you know, it's it's not good to be the brand whose phones explode, even if it's not the model. You know, Right. We're
1: pretty nerdy. So we would say, well, that's, that's not a Note. It's the S7 or maybe an upcoming S8. And so, it, you know, we would like actually distinguish. But a lot of consumers might just think Samsung mobile phone.
2: Yeah. I mean, one of the things I heard that certainly seems logical is we might not see the Note brand itself return. And, and that seems eminently smart. There's a million words. But Note is something, you know, they had built this from a super niche product when it came out. I happened to be in Korea, Uh, The head of mobile phone marketing showed me it, and it was this giant phone. And I was thinking to myself, so this is a niche for nerds. And they're like, no, this is going to be mainstream. And I was really skeptical, and it really did become mainstream. They really led the trend of the phablet and built this Note brand. Um, And this device itself, when it came out, extremely well-reviewed. The Verge called it one of the best big Android phones ever.
0: Yeah, people liked it. I think my brother had one. You at know. the same
2: time, you know, I think it is a really precarious position for Samsung. And look at the types of phones they build. They build high-end Android phones, and they're using essentially off-the-shelf software from Google. There are a ton of companies that can deliver compelling high-end Android devices, the likes of LG, Sony, HTC, and now Google with its Pixel phones. So I think uh, Samsung has a huge problem on its hands in terms of creating that halo that they had for themselves. Uh, They really, they'd spent a fortune in marketing and carved out this idea that Samsung was this premium Android experience when really, you know, it was really their hardware design was the only way they could differentiate themselves. Yeah,
0: so let's be fair. Before we go to a break, talk about other batteries exploding. This is not something that has not happened or other... Of this kind of thing?
2: So, we've had a fair number of safety recalls related to power adapters, uh, the cords that plug into devices, including PCs. Apple had some stuff, uh, Dell had some stuff around that. You know, power is one of the challenges. They're also tend to be made by other companies. Again, power supplies are often made by other people. Batteries, you know, this is certainly the largest and most widespread problem. Um, But they're inherently dangerous and combustible devices. There's a reason that the FAA doesn't want you checking any kind of lithium ion battery in your checked luggage. And that's because, you know, you touch these wrong, you, you know, short circuit them and they, you know, there's a tremendous amount of potential energy in there. That said, you know, it is one of the risks of being a manufacturer is that you have bear the responsibility that these things are safe. And it is unprecedented for a mass market phone like this to be recalled over safety issues, let alone now what looks to be recalled twice and ultimately discontinued over safety issues.
1: Uh-huh. So the Note 7 is dead. Samsung has halted production of that. What's next for Samsung?
2: They've really got to gear up for the next flagship phone, which is the Galaxy S8, uh, presumably. I mean, that's that's what you would expect it to be called. Uh, that's due out. Usually it's introduced in February, just before Mobile World Congress Um, This is their main volume phone, their main source of profits in total. And the key is going to be they have to convince people this is a phone that they want and a phone that they trust. And that second part is going to be particularly tough for them. So uh, they also, you know, owe the public an explanation of what really did go wrong, especially with the replacement models. And, you know, there is the prospect that there's more to come on how this problem occurred. Was it a design flaw? So I think there are questions still to be answered. But I think Samsung, as much as possible, is going to want to figure out what is our method for getting trust back. And I I don't think there's a simple answer there.
0: So in a minute, we're going to hear some questions about batteries from our readers and listeners. But first, today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks, a super simple cloud accounting software that's helping over 5 million small businesses conquer their administrative and paperwork in less time with way less stress. It only takes 30 seconds to create and send a polished, professional-looking invoice. And customers who accept online payments with FreshBooks get paid three days faster on average. FreshBooks can even show you whether a client has looked at the invoice you've emailed. They also track your expenses, cash flow, and the time you're spending on each project. For an unrestricted 30-day free trial, just go to freshbooks.com ask and enter Too Embarrassed to Ask in the How You've Heard About Us section. That's freshbooks.com ask to start your 30-day free trial. All right, Lauren, good. We have questions and and Ina Freed. We have questions and answers. Lauren, why don't you take the first one?
1: We have a lot of questions this week. And also, I'll say that we initially had told some of our audience that we'd be talking about drones this week with uh, Recode's fabulous new reporter, April Glazer. And we did get some questions from you about drones, but we um, thought that the Samsung story was more pressing this week as it is. And so we'll be addressing your questions about drones in a later episode. But for this week, uh, the first question is from at the tech gent a good name on Twitter, Eric Kelly. Any idea why the Note 7 issue affected so few units compared to the total number of devices with the battery? Hashtag too embarrassed.
2: Well, companies do test these devices. So I mean, if it were a design flaw that affected every unit, you would have found it in early testing. They do go through carrier testing, third party testing, drop testing, all kinds of testing. So you probably if there's going to be a problem with any sort of phone these days, it's going to be a problem that affects a minority of units. Um, Again, you know, I think with batteries, you're dealing with a lot of potential energy there. And so it's, you know, it only takes a small problem or flaw to create a problem in some number of units. So that's my best guess.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, the next one is from Justin, at Mr. Justin Ta. Uh, What is the issue Samsung is encountering with the battery that they couldn't get fixed the second time around? That's really a problem if their replacements are problematic.
2: We don't know for sure. There's a couple of possibilities. I mean, one is they actually had a problem with the initial battery, and then their second battery supplier also had a problem. That's possible. It seems just, you know, intellectually, that seems less likely than that the first problem was more complicated and wasn't totally limited to the batteries. They could have had a separate second problem as well.
0: So which being what? They don't know.
2: We have to be heard. unlikely,
0: don't you think? Like that's kind of choice. Yeah, I mean I think
2: the most likely scenario is there's some problem with the design of the way the battery and the phone interact. But again, that's speculation. I think there is though demand for customers people want to know what went wrong. And I think this listener's question is one that Samsung still needs to answer. Is there any
0: possibility of tampering? Because it's happened before.
2: I mean, it seems really unlikely. Uh, It has, you know, we mentioned Tylenol early on. I mean, the Tylenol issue wasn't them putting cyanide in their own product. It was somebody doing it, but it did result in changes in terms of those tamper resistant and, you know, don't use this product if the seal has been broken Mm industry-wide that we've seen. I think in this case, it's it's fairly unlikely. I think that was Samsung's concern with the second recall or the second problem was making sure that it wasn't opportunists. A fake or a fake. Uh, that people were staging these things or using the older phones. I think that was a realistic concern and explained some of their hesitancy to immediately say, okay, we have a second problem.
1: I, mean, I think they're really going to have to come out and give a very clear and full explanation as to what happened in order to think about winning back consumers' trust just seems like there's been this weird trickle of information and in some cases, kind of a slow move to action around what has become a pretty, you know, a fairly dangerous situation.
2: And I think the other thing is just how personal these devices are. It's a reminder of, you know, we're carrying these things in our pockets. Um, I've seen women carry them in their sports bras. And as somebody else brought up, it's a good thing VR hasn't gone more mainstream. This phone, the Note 7, was designed to fit in a new Gear VR headset. Imagine if you had a phone catching fire, or burning while somebody had it six inches from their eyes. On your um, face. So it's a big deal. That's why Kara doesn't wear
1: face computers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's question. wearing Google Glass. She actually right really now, likes actually. them. <laughs> yeah,
1: she thinks they look great. She loves the experience like, of okay. living in a virtual world. She just yeah. is concerned about. Face explosions. I
0: did virtual reality yesterday and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I visited with some gnomes, but let's not go into that. You'll you see. Visited Re- with yeah. some gnomes, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Like and goblins. A whole other there were goblins? Gnomes and <laughs> other creatures of the forest. If you want to hear more about my encounters with gnomes and goblins, you can check that out on my podcast with John Favreau, a Hollywood writer, director, actor, uh, who is also now into VR. Uh, that's on Recode Decode anyway go ahead lauren
1: <laughs> the next question is from vladislav purge he's at broadcast storm on twitter why not make double triple quadruple sure and test the batteries rigorously before they enter mass production so you know i think you already started to say that these were clearly tested they went through some type of qa
2: but yeah i mean if you have a couple hundred even and i don't know that there were that many problematic devices out of millions You know, that's not necessarily a flaw that you're going to catch during testing. I think you will see Samsung, as part of their effort to win back the trust, come up with new testing policies and practices. Certainly, I I think it would be prudent, you know, any company that's been through this is going to want to try and make sure it doesn't happen again. And it's hard to catch a flaw that affects a small, tiny percentage. But obviously, if the consequences are as high as a phone catching fire... The tolerance isn't for a few hundred phones out of a million catching fire.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So next question is from Gary M. Campbell at Gary Marshall 95. Do you two or three of us really believe the Note brand is dead? I say yes.
2: Lauren, what do you think?
0: Your thoughts? Well, the Note is not just the phone. There's also a Note.
1: Tablet, and so I just think in general people are going to hear the Note name for a long while, and this is going to be the association. Even if Samsung is able to rebound and somehow reuse the Note name, you would have to be really smart about repositioning it or explaining things to consumers in a way that just—I don't know—earns trust. Uh, it's, the brand is definitely tarnished.
2: Yeah, I don't, know I don't it's see dead, it.
1: but it's tarnished.
2: Yeah, I don't see any reason to keep the Note name around. Um, you know, It wasn't all that clear. I mean, it had referenced having a stylus, I think, was the main thing that made a Note a Note. It was certainly a bigger screen device, but they had the Galaxy S7 Plus and S7 Edge and different acronyms there. I, Apple uses the Plus for its larger screen model, I think, probably as part of moving forward. There's no reason not to push aside a, a sub-brand that's become tarnished.
1: Right, so two out of three of us, mm-hmm. two out of three of us say yes, Note is dead, and I'm I'm kind of on the fence, but I know I wouldn't want to buy the Note brand going
0: there forward. There you have it, so. you don't want to buy it, right? Well, and the, well they yeah, can but it's, keep it's the not design. just the Note
1: either. I mean, knowing sort of what we know about consumer tech and how lithium-ion batteries work, you realize this really could happen in any device and not just specific to the Note, but for whatever no, reason, No, but you do go, was, you,
0: you do shy away from things, even for a short time, like Tylenol. They, I, I use Tylenol now, but then... It was for a while. It took a while, even if you know it to be safe. We also got some questions
1: from our listeners, not specific to the Note, but just about battery tech in general and um, other use cases. And so we want to read some of those questions. One of them is from Miguel Manalo on Twitter, and he asks, does using an iPad charger on my iPhone hurt the battery in the long run? And I think what he's referring to is uh, the voltage of the little accessory, you know, the chargers that they give you. They tend to be more powerful for the iPad than the iPhone. Ina, would you have to know the answer to that?
2: Yeah, um, it's designed to be safe. It's designed to regulate uh, based on the device. So from what I recall, if you use an iPad charger on a standard size iPhone, it will charge the same way a regular iPhone would charge. It's not going to hurt your iPhone, but it's not going to charge extra fast. I do remember reading, and I honestly don't know if this is true, that your iPhone Plus, so the larger screen model, either the successor or the seven, will charge a little faster with an iPad charger, that um, it can handle a little more voltage. Um, I'm honestly not sure, but maybe we can check and have an addendum, or when this posts, we can let you know the answer.
0: Next question, Frederick TF at Frederick TF, is there a risk in keeping old electronics due to the battery? I keep all my iPhones. Will they explode over time? Huh? I do too. That's a good question. I will say I had an instance.
1: Where my MacBook Pro from I don't want to say it was a 2010 or 2011 MacBook Pro is old. It's a 15 inch laptop, so I really never take it anywhere. I don't know why I got a 15 inch machine, but it sits at home. And one day I happened to look at it on my desk, and I said, "Oh my God, my MacBook Pro is pregnant! It had a swollen bottom because the battery had started to you know swell up, and I had to take it to the Apple store uh, pretty quickly and and get it replaced. But that's my. And only did you have experience. a little
2: iPad? What was what was what was the birth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren, you yeah, walked right into that no It, right it gave birth to the
1: little battery case, the little battery case that, uh, that has the bump on the back for iPhone. That's, yep. that's what came out. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, she, that's my You missed my the joke entirely, experience.
2: Lauren. After maybe, know, so got she got <laughs> So many eventually.
0: bed jokes last week, which sadly our Twitter followers liked. Sadly. They love my puns. They yeah. love my dad jokes. You know, April
2: nice. loves puns. You're going to love her when she comes on to oh talk about drones. drones. I'm going to cry.
0: Kara's going to be out of town. I'm going to be that She's going to be on Mars that week. i be in I'm sure there's a pod guest i could do in hungary <laughs>
2: anywho um in terms of the question around older devices it really is interesting i mean karen and i are old enough to remember you know when you would leave your AA or c batteries or something in a device over time and you'd go back like two years later it'd be all corroded and there'd be stuff everywhere um kara's ignoring me and on her phone but that's fine <laughs> um anyway so those batteries used to corrode and it was definitely a problem i, I really haven't heard of other than uh Lauren's immaculate conception. There, I really haven't heard of yeah, a lot neither. of older phones having problems. It is an interesting. I got question. them all
0: over my house. I got them. In yeah, boxes me too. Everywhere. I think
2: everyone does. Yeah. Um, part of it is you're not charging it. You're not using it a lot I have a
0: StarTac somewhere hidden and then the old phones that were big like they were on the tv shows in this in the 80s I have one palm trios oh yeah Walt has a whole museum technology I'm assuming a lot of the
1: stuff has lithium-ion battery technology I have
0: a trash 80 I just found the other day excellent excellent
1: But to answer that question, I guess we really don't know uh, what the long-term risk is of keeping old electronics around, you know, filled with lithium-ion batteries. I mean, I know that when you're, you dispose of them, you're supposed to dispose of them in an environmentally friendly yeah. and, way. And, there are services that will take them off their, in your hands and all that. But you're not just supposed to throw them out. And that has but, to do um, with
2: the fact that these do really, you know, they do present a fire risk if a battery is mishandled. Um, so definitely, if you are going to keep old devices around, you know, uh, make sure that the batteries stay with the devices. You definitely don't want to keep loose old batteries around because as they get jostled, if some metal came in contact, th- those certainly could short circuit. So mm-hmm. I'd be most careful with uh, loose batteries.
1: Next question is from at Jose Allen ML on Twitter. Why are even the giant companies having such a hard time making a meaningful upgrade to batteries? And I think I know the answer to this, which is just the limitations around physics and chemistry. But, you know, maybe you can explain a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the biggest questions that constantly gets asked by consumers, users, investors, scientists. Battery is a measure of physics and chemistry. And basically, there's only so much energy that the industry has found a way to put in. And it improves a little bit, but it's only about 10% a year. And that uh, small increase in capacity is quickly gobbled up by bigger screens, other features, Pokemon Go, what have you. And so we haven't seen a meaningful increase. What we have seen the benefit is faster charging. So this is the one area where battery technology is getting better, is you can now get hours and hours of charge from maybe 10 or 15 minutes of plug-in. So that's really the where the industry has been able to deliver a little improvement. And I think from everything I hear, that's as good as we're going to get until there is a real scientific breakthrough. But when you have things like this note issue, it kind of makes you a little bit glad they haven't figured out a way to pack even more energy into a smaller space. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's bad enough now in the sense of how much energy is in a small space if we had more battery life by sheer chemistry and physics, that would mean we have more potential energy in a smaller space.
0: I'm hoping for nuclear fission in my phone.
2: It could happen. No, it easy. could Solar happen. Solar power.
0: Solar power. Uh, this is the last question here. If lithium-ion batteries really are at 90% of max battery life, what tech will realistically be the successor? I'm no expert in battery thing, but it's obviously one of the biggest questions of our...
2: Well, when I talk to venture capitalists, addicting. they say, let us know and we'll invest in it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. everyone Super is capacitors. waiting for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. flux capacitors, actually, Flex. I think. <laughs> Um, you know, solar energy is interesting. I think certainly it it has some benefits in terms of just as a means. But again, it's not going to be a cure-all. The issue is storing electricity. Again, I think the biggest improvement we have is faster charging. Um, I think if anything, we'll see our society adapt to the fact, and we already do in subtle ways. More and more places have plugs. You know, it's not a great answer, but it's the answer they have.
1: Well, also, there are a lot of improvements being made in processors and then on the software side of things. So, you know, every year we see a new bunch of processors coming out from various chip makers that are, you know, designed to um, offer, you know, bring low power consumption to our gadgets and everything else. And then, you know, engineers are doing creative things with software to kind of optimize the experience so that you have the same size battery, the same density battery, but you might be able to squeeze a little bit more out of it. It seems like the the real advancements right now are happening there,
0: um, rather than in the battery tech itself. So to finish up, I, before we go, you know, what's the next step? What happens next? They just I wait think- for something not to blow up or what?
2: I don't think that's going to do it. I think they need to do two things. I think they need to explain what actually went wrong, conclusively Mm -hmm. and definitively. And then the second thing is they have a big task before February of trying to convince consumers that they know what the problem is, that it won't happen again. And, you know, it's a fairly unprecedented task for an electronics company to have to convince consumers they're safe. I mean, when you think about it, car companies have been through this. A lot of car companies have survived recalls. Some food safety things come to mind. Chipotle, Jack in the Box, different issues with E. coli or what have you. But when was the last time that you were worried about the safety of your electronics? It really hasn't happened. So it's fairly uncharted territory. And I think the one thing Samsung can't afford to do is underestimate the challenge they have in front of them.
0: I was once scared of my robot vacuum, but otherwise not.
1: Well, both of you have been in completely (laughs) autonomous vehicles. Yeah. Do you consider those electronic
0: devices? And Um, were you afraid of those? No, I loved it. It was fun. It was like being in a Disney ride to me, though.
2: I was in a (laughs) Nissan one that was quite scary. It was a prototype, and... The driver, if you will, the engineer who designed the self-driving car had his hands like two inches from the wheel and had to take over like five times. I wasn't reassured by that at all. That was fully
0: autonomous. I was the one without any wheel at all. Yeah,
2: well, that I would feel better about to be honest. I mean, this was not a good experience. No, it was a prototype, and they were trying to show how far they'd come. To me, it was really – I mean, it is a huge thing, and I do think there's two products that come to mind that I think we are going to see a safety backlash at some point. Self-driving cars, for sure. We're already seeing that a little bit with Autopilot and Mm -hmm. the Tesla. And then I think drones. I think Yeah, when they the fall out
0: of the sky into your head.
2: People are going to have real questions about, wait, we were allowing flaming flying objects into the sky. Imagine if the <laughs> Galaxy Note 7 had wings.
0: Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. True. We do, I just did a podcast with James Corden, the talk show host on The Late Late Show, and he was talking about drones flying over his house and him chasing them because they wanted to take pictures of him and his kids. And he mentioned that. He said, well, what if it fell out and hit my kid on the head? It was like the first thing he thought of, which was interesting. I agree with him. Did you say you'd shoot it down for him, Kara? Of course I did, and I would. If a drone comes to my house, they armed and be dangerous, careful. ladies and gentlemen. Be <laughs> better Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the only thing I have in common with Trump supporters that I would shoot drones out of the sky. Anyway, Ina, thank you so much for joining us uh, yes, and thank doing you, it two Ina. weeks in a row. Very nice of you to do so, and uh, thank you for your expertise in this very serious topic. This has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. It has been great, yeah. even though you and I are so far away, Kara. Oh my God, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> But if you enjoyed enjoy enjoy the episode me. as much
1: as we did, I'm totally happy. Be sure to subscribe to the show. You can leave us a review at iTunes.com/slash too embarrassed to ask. Just say Lauren is great. And you know, when kara has gone, we, we miss
0: her. And just write that in the reviews. <laughs> and subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. That's iTunes.com slash too
1: embarrassed to ask. We're not just on iTunes, though. You can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And you can listen to every episode at recode.net slash podcast. We're everywhere. We have everywhere. no excuse. Here you can find us.
0: You're like drones. While you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. And if you've had your fill of Recode, although I can't imagine that ever happening, you can listen to the Verge podcast. There are a
1: bunch. Walt Mossberg and Neil Patel host Control, Walt's Delete. Neil also usually hosts the Verge cast, which I think I'm on this week because I'm here in New York. And Chris Plant has this really cool
0: podcast called What's Tech? And don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed or email them to TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. Thanks for
1: listening and thank you again to our sponsors, Audible and FreshBooks. Thanks also to Digital Media, which is the group that distributes this show for us. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you have been too embarrassed to ask, so tune in then.